Good evening, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Monday, May the 8th, 2023, at 10.22 p.m. Central Time. Today's focus, perception. Today's focus is perception. Now, your perception, you may be perceiving Wait a minute, he's doing a today's focus at 10.22 p.m. I think he's like 12 hours late. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm like 12 hours late. I should have been doing a today's focus at 10.22 a.m., yet I'm doing one at 10.22 p.m. And if I said a.m. at first, I was way off. It is p.m. It's 10.22 p.m. Central Time here in West Texas and yes, I'm 12 hours late. All uh, Let me just try to help you here. It has been an absolutely crazy 24 hours plus, going on 48 hours. It's been a, a crazy. Sunday was a train wreck of epic proportions. It was just a total train wreck that made me realize that my perception how I was perceiving maybe the way church should work, how I wanted it to work, that I needed to come to the realization that my perception, that my way of, of thinking was completely off and that I had, I had missed, I had, I had missed the reality that things had changed, that things had, 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 had transitioned into a new reality and I was not perceiving that reality. Now, at the same time, I've tried to ask myself, well, I wonder if my perception was wrong. I wonder if I perceived things to go off the rails on Sunday and it really didn't. Maybe it was just a feeling. Maybe it was my own perception. Maybe I was wrong. So I've been questioning my, my perception, right? Like, was had I just missed the fact that the church has changed, that things are not, well, there's no question Things have changed, and 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 I may do a podcast about it just because I think it's an interesting insight to where maybe the church is in 2023, or at least my little my little experience. And so I, I will talk about it. But I just know when I left church Sunday morning, I was devastated, I was frustrated, I was beside myself, and immediately as soon as I got done eating Sunday afternoon, I came up here to the studio. And I'm like, I got to change everything. I got to change everything. Everything has to be changed moving forward. I have my, my perception about the Bible study exercise podcast series, right? I did a, an episode about the, the, the price change and the curriculum. And hey, if people want the curriculum, let me know. I need to know something. And I w it was met with a resounding silence other than maybe one or two emails. So I guess not complete silence. So is my perception accurate that people don't really care about the curriculum? We're wasting money. And, and maybe I'm, maybe my perception about the Bible study exercise and how I'm trying to do it. Maybe my perception is wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm perceiving things incorrectly. So maybe we need to change that. So challenge my perception. So, so all, I guess I've been thinking a lot about how I see things and am I seeing things correctly or am I seeing things incorrectly? And then today it's just been a disaster. I mean, oh, wow. Oh, wow. L last night, into today, it's been it's been a disaster. Oh, in the middle of all of that, everything going on with my 
you know, basically, well, do I change the Bible study exercise? Do I change my whole podcast? How do I handle church moving forward? Uh, What's the connection between the podcast and like all kinds of just all of these questions about how I'm seeing things and then questioning if I'm seeing things correctly. Oh, then we end up with massive thunderstorm with a gigantic hailstorm. Our roof to our house totaled. It's going to have to be completely replaced. Car, boom. It's who knows what they're going to have to do with that. So we got to call the insurance companies and roofing companies and, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess to try to get that all fixed. So, so all of that happened in the middle of all of that. And it's just been one thing after another, another, another. So my, it's all been about perception. And then here's what happened. I, I was downstairs and I'm like, man, I, I have not done one live broadcast today. Not one live broadcast. I didn't do a today's focus. I, because Sunday was such a disaster, I've got to figure out how I save this Bible study exercise on temptation. And I don't even know what to do anymore. Like I, I've so messed that thing up. I don't even know how to get that back on track anymore. So while I'm sitting there trying, you know, trying to, you know, how do I perceive this? What, what should be the, the correct way of, of, what should my perception be in regards to this? As I, I was, as, you know, just realizing that the whole day, everything is messed up. I came up here to the study and I sat down and I'm like, you know, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then I, so I said, you know what? I'll go to the brand new sermon audio website, the beta site. And they have a section called daily devotions. And I'll go to the eve, this evening's devotion with Charles Haddon Spurgeon. And I hit play. And then I'm like, wait, what's the scripture? Wait, that's from the book of Job. Now, I, I listened to the way Spurgeon used it, and I'm like, well, that, he just ripped that so far out of context, it's not even funny. And I'm like, okay, okay, what's the context? And then I started thinking about the context, and then I was like, wow, this fits with my whole thinking about perception. So let's do this. You ready? If you can, I don't know where you are tonight. If you can, if you have a notebook, write down the word perception. Just write down the word perception. And let's come up with an English definition for the word perception. Here we go. Uh, This is from the Oxford, I think the Oxford Dictionary. Here we go. The ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. So the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something. So my perception is my ability to see, hear, and become aware of something. Now, the question is, am I, is my perception right or is my perception wrong? Am I seeing something that's not actually there? Is something going on? Am I hearing something? Am I seeing, hearing, and, and aware of something in an accurate way? Another definition, the state of being or process of becoming aware of something through the senses. Another, a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something, a mental impression, right? Perception is the organization, identification, and interpretation of sensory information in order to represent and understand the presented information or environment. So it's how we perceive. It's how we understand something. It's how we interpret something, interpret something. But are we perceiving it correctly? Is our perception accurate? Are we seeing it as, a, as it really is? So I could go back to everything that's happened in, in basically a little over 48 hours. Am I, am I, 
am I perceiving that I should even be in front of the microphone right now? Because, you know, really mentally, I don't know if I'm in the right place. Emotionally, I don't know if I'm in the right place. I don't even know if I'm in the right place physically right now. I don't know if I'm in the right place at all. But my perception was I've got to do something because, well, I haven't done anything. And, well, I messed everything up on Sunday. So so all of these, this perception. But while I try to figure all of that out, Charles Adam Spurgeon used a, a verse in the book of Job. I, I don't know what he was thinking, but it got me thinking. All right. So I'm going to read this from two translations. Job chapter 22. Now, you, if you're, I'm assuming you're familiar with the story of Job, right? All right. Uh, basically, God and Satan have a conversation about Job. God basically brings... Uh, Job brings to Satan's attention, Job, hey, have you considered my servant Job? They go back and forth. And basically Satan's argument is the only reason Job is following you is because everything's going great. And the guy's like, well, then do whatever you want to him. Basically, he limits somewhat he can do. But Job, Satan goes and just starts. I mean, you talk about trial, tribulation, suffering, death, pain, all Satan pours all of this out on Job. It's it's an absolutely crazy story. And Job suffers tremendously at the hands of Satan, even though God set it up. So you could say God planned it. He limited it. He controlled it. I mean, we, we, there's all kinds of, I mean, the, the book raises so many philosophical questions. We could spend the rest of our lives just t- talking about it. But Job suffers. Satan pours out that suffering on him, but God is the one controlling it, allowing it, and directing it, etc., etc., etc. Now, Job suffers, and he has these friends. Now, at first, the friends seem to be, uh, they handle themselves very well. They just sit with Job. They don't speak. They don't say a word. They just sit with Job. And that's awesome. They just sit there. But then, for some <laughs> unknown reason, they decide to start talking to Job. And they're a good way to just kind of summarize. And this is the cliff notes of the cliff notes of the cliff notes. The friends look at Job. I'm like, man, you are suffering pain, death. All of this is happening to you. You've got to be doing something wrong. You have to be in sin. That's the way they approach him. Now, I want you to contrast these two verses, all right? I'm not going to read the one. Well, I'm going to read. I'm going to I'm going to go in a reverse order, okay? I was going to start in Job 22. Let's just go to Job 1. Let's go to Job 1, right? Job chapter 1. Let's go in this order. Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. We read this in verse 1. Job verse 1. There was a man in the country of Uz named Job. All right. Now I'm reading from uh, the, just the translation that I have here in front of me. There was a man in the country of Uz named Job. He was a man of complete integrity who feared God and turned away from evil. All right. And we see that he knows God. We see that he serves God. We see that he worships God. We see that he fears God. We see all of this about Job right there in Job chapter one. If we read it from a different translation, from a different translation, I got to reach over and grab another Bible, right? Job chapter one. This is from the King James. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Again, the other translation says, I'll go, I'm going to read it now. 
I keep going back and forth. Job chapter 1, verse 1. There was a man in the country of Uz named Job. He was a man of complete integrity who feared God and turned away from evil. And then, and then it talks about he had seven daughters, etc. So, so no matter which translation you read, you, you see the exact same reality. He knew God. He feared God. He eschewed evil. He, he did these things. So, so this is the reality of Job. And so right from the first verse... This is God giving us the reality of Job's life. This is, this is and God telling us this is the reality of Job. Now that's God's perspective. How God sees Job. That's Job's position. You could argue his standing before God. Now we can get into practical positional righteousness. We could get into all of that. But we, the reader, as a reader, we're given that insight. We get to see that. But now go to Job chapter 22. Because in Job chapter 22 is one of Job's friends, okay? This is Eliphaz. Look at Job 22, verse 1. Then Eliphaz, the Temanite, replied. So here's Eliphaz. He's one of the friends. Now he's going to talk to Job. Now, much of their speeches, all of the speeches of his friends, you hear their perception, you hear how they perceive what is happening to Job, why it's happening to Job, and they have a certain perception about Job. Look what uh, Eliphaz says in Job chapter 22, verse 21. He tells Job, come to terms with God and be at peace in this way. Good will come to you. Come to terms with God. Oh, he perceives that Job is not, has not come to terms with God. Listen to how the King James puts it though. The King James puts it this way. Acquaint now thyself with him and be a good peace. Eliphaz is telling Job, hey, you need to acquaint yourself with God. You need to acquaint yourself with God. The other translation, come to terms with. Now, if we look up Job twenty two twenty one, let's just look see how all the English translations handle it. Job twenty two twenty one. Job twenty two twenty one. If we look up all the English translations, we get here: submit to God, uh, agree with God, reconcile with God, acquaint yourself with Him. All these different ways, but but basically saying, hey, you've got to make things right with God. You've got to you got to submit to God. Make yourself right with God. Get to understand God. Figure like basically the, the, his his friend is telling him something's not right with you and God. You're not submitted to Him. You don't know Him. You're not uh, you're not agreeing with Him. You've got to make things right with God. Your problem is you haven't made things right with God. That is his friend's perception. But ladies and gentlemen. His perception is 1,000% wrong. Job 1.1 tells us Job clearly, he fears God. He eschews evil. There's no, he's a man of integrity. So his friend's perception was wrong. Now, you can look at uh, Morning and Evening by Charles Haddon Spurgeon for the evening of May the 8th, 2023, I would challenge you to go look at it. See how uh, Spurgeon handles it. If you have the sermon audio, uh, if you have the sermon audio website, um, just look for Daily Devotional. I think it'll be right there or you can follow the link to their beta site. It's easy to find on the beta site. Or you can just look up Charles Haddon Spurgeon morning and evening and look for the entry 
for May the 8th. You really should look at it and look at how he handles it. It's one of my major problems with how Spurgeon in that devotional, because sometimes he just rips verses out of their context. But I digress. You can look at it and see it for yourself. Maybe maybe somewhere in the devotional, he he did mention it in its context. Maybe I, I mis, misunderstood it or didn't read it correctly, but you can go look at it for yourself. But for our purposes, I want to put Job twenty two twenty one in its context. And the context is, here's Job's friend, Eliphaz, telling Job, hey man, you got to submit to God. You got to reconcile with God. You got to acquaint yourself with God because that's your problem. His, But his friend's perception is completely wrong. Now, I want you to think about this. First, when it comes to people, you look at someone, you may perceive someone, who, oh, they don't love God, they don't have a heart after God, and you may judge them, condemn them because of an action, because of something they do externally. Are you sure you're always right? You sure that that action or what you're seeing is an accurate perception of the reality of who that person is? You, so you may ju- judge that person as not being right with God. They don't love God. They don't have a heart for God. And that, that you, you may even, you may, you may even accuse them of being lost. Are you right? There are other people who you see and you're like, look at how godly, look at how up, look at how wonderful they are. And then all of a sudden you find out maybe your perception was wrong. How accurate is our perception really is about, about anyone? Come on, let's be honest. We, 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 we constantly talk and think as if we truly know people. Do we really know anyone? Do you, do you really know the heart of a person? Do you really know the mind of a person? Do you really know that? This happens all the time when a person ends up saying committing suicide. Usually the people left behind are always shocked. I had no idea. I didn't know they felt that way. I didn't know they were struggling. Of course, because you don't know what's going on in the side of people. The problem is we always think we do. So we gossip about people. We slander people. We make false accusations. We bear false witness. We make judgments. Twenty. We, we spend way too much time. People spend way too much time talking about other people. All right. One of the good things to do is stop talking about other people because whatever you think you know about someone, you don't really know. And even if you see an action, it doesn't prove anything. We see this in what? Matthew 7. You know, in, in the last days, many will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this? And 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 based off all the things they're doing, preaching, casting out demons, you would be like, they have to know Jesus. And he's like, depart from me. I never knew you. See, from the, from the earthly eye, the perception would be like, whoa, these people are, are you know, Christian rock stars. The reality, they weren't. They weren't. Look at David's life. There would have been time you'd have been like, David is a heathen, a reprobate, but he was a man after God's own heart. Our perception, here's the thing. You do not know the heart. You do not know the mind. You do not know the desire. You do not know their feelings or emotions. So maybe we should stop thinking that we do. How accurate is our perception of people? I say it's horrible. Eliphaz here, he doesn't, he doesn't. His perception of Job is so flawed, it's not even funny. Again, I want you to just compare. 
I want you to compare. I, I'm going to, I'm just going to read it again, just for emphasis sake, right? Just for emphasis sake. I, I'm just going to do this just to make a point, just to make a point. Job 22, 21. Here's Eliphaz speaking of to Job, acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth and lay up his words and thine heart. Like, hey, you don't know his words. You don't know his law. Job, there's your problem. You need to acquaint yourself. You need to submit to him. But then go to Job 1. Here's the reality. There was a man in the land of us whose name was Job, and that man was perfect, upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. The contrast between those two is absolutely startling. One is the perception of a man. The other are the words of God. Which one is accurate? Oh, I wonder. It has to be God. God sees the heart. God sees the reality. You can never see it. So first, think about your perception when it comes to other people. Second, Come to you, think about your perception of circumstances and things that happen around you, right? So so first, just realize whatever you think people, you may perceive that people don't like you and you may be wrong. You may perceive people, you may perceive, you may perceive that people hate you and are wrong. You may perceive that people like you and are wrong. Your perception of people is just flawed. And just, we could go all the different ways you can apply that, but you can apply it yourself. And then just your your perception of situations, is your perception of situations accurate? Do you truly perceive the situation as correct, the right way? I think our, perce- our, our perception, even of circumstances, even of situations, we don't always understand and we don't, we don't always get it right. Here, here's what I, I, I think. Here, here are some reasons. Are, so when it comes to people and it comes to circumstances, I don't think we perceive things the correct way. I don't think we perceive things the accurate way. I think our perceptions are wrong. And I think one of the reasons our perceptions are wrong is because, listen, inside of you and inside of me is a sin nature. And our heart is deceitful above all things. We, we, have, a, we have a deception factory inside of us. It deceives us. It deceives us. So we don't perceive things accurate. Our perception is flawed. That's why we need a, that's why we can never rely on our feelings or our emotions or our thoughts. That's why I love the fact that from a Christian perspective, God has given his revelation outside of us. He doesn't place the revelation inside of us. It's inside the scriptures. It's outside of me. My job is to try to read the word and not allow my, my feelings, desires, thoughts impact what the scriptures say. Because we need a revelation outside of us because everything inside of us cannot be trusted. Our thoughts, our perceptions are all influenced by sin. So we have a deception factory inside of us. It's our own sinful nature, our own heart. Second, we another reason our perception is flawed is because we are not omniscient. We do not know all things. Listen, we are, we are not all-knowing and we are not infallible. We are fallible human beings with limited knowledge. Therefore, our perception can never be 100% accurate. Here's what I would challenge you to do. 
Here's what I would challenge you to do. If you're up to it, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, whenever you hear this today's focus, just find three examples in scripture where someone's perception was wrong. Their perception is just horribly flawed. They they did not perceive the right thing about a person. They did not perceive. I mean, you got, you get an example. Obviously the Sadducees and Pharisees never perceived the correct truth about Jesus. They were constantly wrong, right? But then we have an example where Peter perceives the truth about Jesus, but then we find out the reason he perceived it correctly is because it was revealed to him by the father. All right. There's, there's a good example. So just find maybe three, just find three scriptures that deal with perception, whether people perceive things correctly or incorrectly. I'll just go with that. I was going to have you find three where they perceive things incorrectly and three where they perceive things correctly. But just, just look up three passages, three biblical examples of perception where people are perceiving things correctly or incorrectly. And, and if you would like to share them, I would love to see them. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. But I want you to think about how you perceive people and how you perceive circumstances. And I think I want you to just always question, is your perception right? Is your perception right? There we go. I'll stop right there. That is your today's focus for Monday, May the 8th, 2023. I apologize if I said anything incorrectly, if I stumbled over any of my words. Yeah, having some some seizure type issues, some neurological kinds of issues for those who don't know I have a seizure disorder because what happened to me in the military. And it's just one of those uh, days. It's one of those days. So if uh, if I said anything correctly, see, here's where I can't trust my own perception about what I just said. I can't. I really can't. Like right now, my perception, my mind is saying, see, I think I did. I say, did I call Job Satan? Did I call Satan Job? Did I call, did I say 1048 AM or 1048 PM? Did I say May the 8th or March the 8th? My perception of everything I just said cannot be trusted, <laughs> cannot be trusted. So I hope. Though it will get you to think about perception and how you perceive things and how you think you perceive things. All right. Email me. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. And that is a today's focus, or I should say that is your very late night focus for Monday, May the 8th, 2023. <laughs>